Hello, Rick Comeric, Certified Financial Planner here, bringing you sort of a review article that I just uploaded to my blog. This one's titled, What Moved the Markets in 2019? And whether you reach your personal goals last year or face challenges or are just looking for a 2020 reboot, a new year and a new decade bring challenges and opportunities. But before we go there, let's take a moment and review the year that just ended and take a peek at the upcoming year again. But before we do that, uh, let's go ahead and look at the events that led up to 2019. So as 2018 came to a close, stocks were in the midst of a steep sell-off, which shaved nearly 20% off the S&P 500 index over a three-month period. At the time, the Fed was on rate hike autopilot. In other words, they were gradually increasing the Fed funds rate in quarter point increments. The new rate hikes, which began in late 2015, did little to deter bullish enthusiasm. That is, until October 2018, when investors began to fret that the Fed might be on the verge of a policy mistake that could trip the U.S. economy into a recession. Mix in rising trade tensions with China and a steep and unsettling correction ensued. It rivaled the sell-off in 2011, which was tied to recession fears and a widening Eurozone debt crisis. A loss of just seven more points on the S&P 500 index would have officially ended the bull market, which began in 2009. But let's take a step back for a moment. Sometimes investors overreact. It's happened before and it's certainly going to happen again. There is an emotional component that can dictate actions among short-term traders. There are also computer-based trading alg algorithms and programs that can influence sentiment and exacerbate market moves. Sometimes excess euphoria breeds too much enthusiasm and stocks become overvalued, at least temporarily. As 2018 came to a close, the opposite occurred. Pessimism ruled the street. Economic growth was poised to moderate but not stall. Profit growth slowed to a crawl last year, but an earnings recession did not ensue. So that brings us to 2019's comeback. As we look back at 2019, trade headlines and Fed policy had the biggest influences on sentiment. Throughout the year, market actions marched to the beat of trade. Positive trade headlines generated enthusiasm and trade tensions created pullbacks. Zoom in on May and August a, and rising tensions forced the bulls to the sidelines. Still, the broad-based S&P 500 index lost less than 7% during each of those pullbacks. And by way of reminder, a 10% is, is considered a correction, so didn't even hit that level. Such declines are modest by historical standards. Speaking of the Fed, let's drill down on the shift in policy at the central bank. The Fed quickly altered its stance in January, going on hold as it abandoned its desire to keep bumping up the Fed funds rate. The Fed completed its pivot in the middle of the year. Instead of two projected rate hikes in 2019, the Fed eased and cut rates three times. We began the year with a Fed funds rate of 2.25% to 25 25% to 2.5% and ended the year with a rate of 1.5% to 1.75%. Undoubtedly, it was a dramatic about face that was dictated by a changing economic environment. Additionally, the Fed stopped shrinking its balance sheet. By year end, the Fed was back in the open market, purchasing shorter term bonds and D-bills, at least temporarily. While it refuses to use the term QE or quantitative easing, in effect, it's employing a similar policy to what it used earlier in the last decade. In December, Fed Chief Jerome Powell hinted that he is in no hurry to take back any of the rate cuts in 2020. Moreover, recession fears earlier in the year have subsided and the US and China will sign a limited phase one trade deal this month. It's not the all-encompassing agreement that investors had hoped would 
be inked earlier last year, but it reduces near-term trade tensions. New negotiations, which could eventually lead to a more comprehensive phase two agreement, will resume, though the outlook for additional progress is murky. Bottom line, stocks finished the year in an impressive fashion. Longevity, this is certainly one for the record books. The economic expansion began in July 2009, according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, and they are the official arbiter of recessions and expansions. Ten years later, the economic expansion entered the record books, surpassing the long-running expansion of the 90s. Following the financial crisis and Great Recession, few thought the expansion would last this long. Few thought we'd ever see the jobless rate fall below 4% again. Once again, the U.S. economy has been surprisingly resilient. That said, should we really be surprised? The U.S. economy is incredibly dynamic. The attributes that make America the great nation in the world continues to pay economic dividends. Once again, the economy bounced back when many thought it was down for the count. That leads us to the next question, one of shorter term nature. Might a recession be lurking in 2020? A conference board survey of CEOs and top-level executives noted, for U.S. CEOs, a recession rose from being their third biggest concern in 2019 to their top one in 2020. Global growth slowed last year, and activity in the U.S. manufacturing sector has been soft. A recession, you know, you could say it's inevitable, but is 2020 the year? Economists haven't done a very good job of forecasting recessions, but conditions that generally generally lead to a recession aren't in place today. These include, number one, rising interest rates and rising inflation. Number two, a credit squeeze that cuts off lending to businesses and consumers. Number three, asset bubbles. Stocks aren't cheap today, uh, which makes them vulnerable to unexpected events, but valuations are nowhere near the levels seen in 2000. And fourth and finally, oil supply shock. In addition, the long-running expansion has been subpar. That means we haven't seen the excesses and imbalances that breed too much euphoria and excess spending. While manufacturing has been soft and the conference board's leading um, index isn't suggesting a near-term acceleration in growth, the broader-based services sector is expanding and consumer spending has been strong. Further, stock market action isn't foreshadowing a near-term recession. Playing the averages. If I flip a coin, there's a 50-50 chance I'll get heads. If I walk into a casino and put money on the table, the odds are stacked against me. If I simply purchase a broad-based diversified stock market index at the beginning of the year, historically, the odds have been in my favor. Before I go on, we rarely recommend you know, that 100% of your investment uh, only be in stocks. There's too much risk in that short-term volatility. Uh, for others, income may be the primary consideration and or, or maybe capital uh, appreciation or preservation. Put another way, our recommendations are always customized to your goals and preferences. However, if we look back at the data over the last 60 years, stocks have been an excellent vehicle for individual investors to create wealth. Uh, if we look at the, some information by the New York University School of Business, the S&P 500 has risen 47 and fallen only 13 out of the um, last year since 1960 to last year, 2019. That's an impressive performance that covers rising and falling inflation, rising and falling interest rates, wars and peacetime, and several expansions and recessions. But returns have varied by a wide, wide margin. When the S&P 500 index finished the year lower, the average annual decline has been 12.7%. However, the range of annual declines is anywhere from negative 3% to 
to negative 37%. Yes, there are times when the bulls are beaten up. When the S&P 500 index finishes higher, the average annual increase has been an impressive 18%. However, the range is from you know 0.3%, just about nothing, to a positive 37%. Stocks have a long-term upward bias. It's a theme I've repeated often and the data bear this out. I view a well-diversified portfolio as the economic equivalent of purchasing a stake in the US economy. We don't know if the economy will be larger next year, but over a long period, the US economy has expanded. We see it reflected in long-term stock market performance. And here's the key data for 2019, the Dow was up 22.3%, S&P 500, 28.9%, uh, Russell 2000, which would be small companies, 237 Emerging markets were up, international markets were up, bond markets were up, so up across the board. The investor's corner, there will be times when the outlook sours, but as we've seen time and time again, the US economy has recovered and gone on to new highs. We know that stocks can be unpredictable over a short period. While they are sometimes unpleasant, sell-offs are normal, but we take precautions to minimize volatility and more importantly, keep you on track towards your personal financial goals. If we take a look at the remarks by legendary investor Warren Buffett, you know, he said for, quote, 240 years, it's been a terrible mistake to bet against America. And now is no time to start. America's golden goose of commerce and innovation will continue to lay more and larger eggs. I hope you found this review helpful and educational. Let me emphasize again that it's my job to assist you. If you have any questions about personal finance, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I'm honored to serve my clients and friends and family and anyone else who needs my help. I'm Rick Homeric, your certified financial planner.